Hi, and welcome to this Nordea Markets Insights podcast. My name is Terry Baines, and I'm happy to be hosting a series of podcasts tied to the latest Nordea economic outlook, The Road to Recovery. In these podcasts, we're going a bit deeper into the individual subject areas. And today, I'm very happy to be joined by Chief Analyst Jens Dörp Nielsen, who covers the Danish economy. Hi, Jen. Great to have you here. Hi. Um, so, like many countries, Denmark has been hit hard by the coronavirus. How are things currently looking, both in terms of the virus and the economy? Yeah, I guess, uh, as you said, like many other countries, the Danish economy and, and Denmark was hit really, really bad by this uh, coronavirus. Uh, we have never tried anything like that uh, ever. Um, and yeah, uh, when we really, when the virus uh, started to um, to enter the economy and enter the society, uh, the government decided fairly quickly to to close down most of the most of Denmark. All public schools were closed down. Most shops uh, was closed, uh, and many people started to to work from home. Uh, so it was a a, a fairly uh, sharp uh, shutdown of of the Danish economy that we had back in uh, in early March. And I actually think Denmark was one of the uh, first countries to do this really hard lockdown uh, of, of the economy and of the society. But uh, on the other hand, we were also one of the first countries that were actually able to reopen our economy again. Already back in early May, uh, the government decided uh, to, to start this gradual reopening. And it has actually been uh, accelerated uh, several times, this opening, simply because the disease has been... Uh, doing a bit better than uh, than feared, especially in the beginning of the March. Okay, and uh, in the report you write that uh, the Danish economy is in a solid position for a fast recovery. Mm. Why is that? Uh, well, when, b- before the coronavirus, the Danish economy was doing really, really good. Uh, we had uh, very low public debt. We have a huge surplus on the current account balance. Uh, and Actually, the economy was growing a bit uh, faster than potential growth rates, which means that we were growing uh, around 2% uh, and was in this um, long-lived upswing. Uh, But at the same time, we were not having any really major imbalances in the Danish economy before the coronavirus hit the economy. So in that sense, I think we were doing really good uh, up to the coronavirus. And that also, of course, means that entering this uh, big, uh, yeah, uh, supply shock. Uh, we were we have been fairly uh, fast in in recovering from this uh, supply shock. Of course, it's still a big blow to the economy. We are still hurt really bad, but uh, the starting point for the Danish economy was really strong. I guess that makes it a bit different from from what things looked like back uh, when the financial crisis hit back in two thousand eight. How would you say the economic impact um, is different this time? Yeah, and it's actually, uh, I don't know if it's funny, but it's at least interesting that uh, when you just look at GDP numbers, uh, the impact on, of the economy is actually of the same magnitude this time in 2020 as it was back in, in 2009. GDP is expected to to drop by around 5%. Uh, but the recovery phase, at least that's what we expect, the recovery phase this time will be much faster. After the financial crisis, the Danish economy was, of course, hit by the, the 
uh, slowdown in the global economy, but on top of that, we also had a housing bubble that burst uh, during the financial crisis. And that actually meant that we had a really, really long period after the financial crisis, where you know the Danish economy was growing really slow, uh, much slower compared to uh, to the countries that we normally compare ourselves to, for example, Sweden or Germany. Those economies were doing much better in the period after the financial crisis. While we here in Denmark, we were still uh, stuck with this housing market uh, trying to recover. Um, so it caused actually private consumption. Uh, it took a really long time for private consumption to get back into a normal pace simply because uh, the pain from, from the burst on the housing market was so, was so deep. Uh, but this time around, uh, I think that's one of the really good news for the Danish economy. This time around, uh, just before the coronavirus hit the Danish economy, there were no major imbalances at the housing market. However, maybe they were a bit elevated in some areas of of Denmark, but it was, uh, you know, it was it was fairly um, on a on what you can call a, a neutral level. So there were no big housing uh, bubble uh, in the economy uh, up to the coronavirus, and that also means that. Uh, that it's fair to expect that the Danish economy will recover much faster this time than we did back in uh, in 2010 and 11. Great. Um, there's been some concern that even after the economy reopens, domestic demand will be slow to pick up again as people stay home and, and avoid spending money. Um, as Denmark gradually reopens now, are we seeing private consumption pick up again? Yeah, and actually that has been one of the positive surprises, at least to me, that uh, private consumption has been picking up so quickly after after we were allowed again to uh, to go into shops and um, get back to uh, to normal uh, work uh, work life. Uh, so actually, private consumption has been doing really good, and we can see when we look at uh, the numbers, for example, for card transactions, when we look at uh, we also look very closely at uh, how electricity consumption is in, in different uh, sectors of the economy because that's a good indicator of how much of normal business is back. And we can actually see that those areas that are allowed to be opened, uh, for example, hairdressers, um, they were opened fairly quickly after after the lockdown. And we can see actually that their activity level is just uh, the same as it was uh, back in 2019. Um, so it means that uh, those areas of the economy that has been opened, there we will, there we can actually see that demand has picked up really, uh, really, um, actually faster than at least I have expected. So I would say private consumption is definitely one of the drivers behind the recovery phase in, in the Danish economy. And uh, based on those indicators that we have, it actually seems like um, like it's doing fairly okay. And I, I would actually expect it to do even better uh, because the government, they have decided that, you know, in order to get an extra kickstart into the Danish economy to um, to make private consumption go even faster, uh, they have sent out a lot of money into uh, to households in order for them to, to consume even more. Um, they have just decided on this new uh, holiday act, which means that uh, that Danes uh, that are uh, that are working, they would get some extra money for some uh, some holiday savings that they had. Um, and it was originally planned that this should only be released once you uh, once you retired. But now they have um, uh, pushed forward this uh, payout, so we will actually get a fairly big amount of, of money extra to use on on consumption. It's something like three percent of GDP that will actually be transferred to to households. Uh, in the second half of this year, and I think that will give an even bigger boost to uh, to private consumption. Um, yeah, uh, for the rest of the year and also into two thousand and twenty-one. 
Okay, great. Um, speaking of what the government has done, uh, the Danish government adopted massive aid packages to help businesses weather the corona storm. And a key element of those has been wage compensation to encourage businesses to avoid layoffs. Have those packages worked, would you say? And, and what can we expect from the unemployment numbers going forward? Yeah, I definitely think they have worked. And I also think that's one of the reasons why we can stay fairly optimistic on behalf of the Danish economy, simply because of a lot of people that would otherwise have been uh, uh, been laid off due to companies uh, reducing you know, their work staff. They, instead, they have been able to get this compensation from the government, and uh, which means that a lot of people have, have had a job during the corona crisis. Of course, unemployment... Uh, has increased uh, during the crisis. Uh, currently, we have a, a gross unemployment rate of 5.4%. Uh, it's, uh, it's up from uh, around 3.5% before the coronavirus. But again, compared to many other countries, it's, it's a fairly uh, small increase in, in unemployment rate. And that's definitely, at least a part of it, definitely due to, to this compensation schemes. Um, what is going to be really interesting is to see these compensation um, schemes, they will, they will end, uh, they will most likely end by end August. And then I guess we will see uh, an increase in unemployment. Uh, it will not be like what we have seen in the, in the States or something like that, but then we will see uh, an increasing number of Dan Danish people uh, getting unemployed simply because companies will lay off at least some of those people that are currently covered by this uh, compensation. The companies will have to... Um, to um, yeah, uh, lay them off, but but still, um, the increase in Danish unemployment rate has been fairly modest compared to many other countries. Right. Uh, in the report, you note that the Corona crisis has led to huge government a huge government budget deficit. What, what's the significance of that? It is very significant. Um, but again, uh, I think the most interesting thing here is that the starting point was very very good. Uh, our public debt was very low uh, entering the corona crisis. We had a public debt, uh, gross public debt uh, of percentage of GDP uh, around 35%. And, you know, compared to many other European countries and the US, it, 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 it was much lower. Um, but that also, of course, also means that the government, they had a lot of uh, uh, room for, for easing fiscal policy. And they had definitely used this room, uh, in, you know, in order to, to keep the Danish economy uh, going through this uh, corona crisis but it means that the, when we um, you know get the final numbers for 2020 we will most likely see a, a deficit on public uh, on the public balance of around 200 billion danish krona that's around eight percent of gdp and in a danish context eight a minus of eight percent of gdp is a very very big number last time we saw such big numbers that was back in the early 80s where, where the danish economy was in really really big troubles um, so, so it is definitely a very big deficit that we will see uh, in the in the public sector uh, in 2020 and most likely also in 2021. Uh, but still, the good news is that the Danish government they had the room to do this massive easing of fiscal policy because the the numbers look so good uh, before the Corona crisis. Um, and you can also see when you look at the at the market for, for government bonds, there's absolutely no problems for, for the uh, Danish Central Bank to sell these extra government bonds. Um, so, so in that sense, uh, we had a really uh, solid starting point. Of course, now the debt will increase and it will increase uh, fairly, uh, fairly quickly. But still, compared to many other countries, uh, the Danish uh, 
depth situation is, is very favorable. And finally, what, what can we expect when it comes to the Danish housing market? Yeah, <laughs> that's very actually very interesting because uh, ba partly based on what we saw back during the financial crisis, we, you know, we saw this big drop in house prices of 25, 30%. Uh, and actually, I have to admit, going into this new crisis, I, I expected house prices to, to drop fairly, uh, fairly significantly, not like 30%, but I... You know, we were out uh, with a forecast saying that it could actually drop by, house prices could drop by around uh, 10% from the top to, to when we reach the bottom in, uh, in late, uh, late this year. But actually, uh, the development that the housing market has been a huge surprise during this crisis, uh, and it just shows that this crisis is very much different from, uh, from for example, the financial crisis. We have actually seen that, um, that house prices, they have not been uh, dropping at all. Uh, it, they uh, went down a bit in, in March when we got the numbers for March, uh, but it seems actually that already in April uh, and in May, the, the numbers actually picked up a little bit again. Uh, so house prices haven't been falling at all. Uh, and the biggest surprise of them all is maybe on the market for, for summer houses. Normally, the market for summer houses is, is the most price sensitive market, part of the housing market we have because you know, a summer house, that's a luxury good. And when, if you are, uh, if there's pressure on your financial situation uh, in households, then you would have a tendency to, to try to, to sell your summer house. But um, yeah, this time it has been completely different. Uh, there has been a huge pickup in demand for summer houses. Uh, some of it probably related to those travel restrictions that are just about to be lifted now. But uh, many Danes, they will... Uh, they will have to uh, to spend their uh, summer holiday here in Denmark. And I guess uh, many Danes have decided that uh, if they cannot go abroad, then maybe they have considered uh, buying a summer house. So the demand for summer houses has been picking up really sharp. Uh, and actually, we saw the central bank, they were out with a research note yesterday warning about it could actually be the new bubble. Uh, a new, there could be a buildup of a, a bubble on the, on the market for summer houses simply because the the demand has been increasing so fast. Um, so it is very interesting and completely opposite of what we saw back in, uh, in 2009 during the financial crisis. But at least to me, that also shows that Danish households on average, they have a, a large saving. Uh, and also the risk appetite is actually also fairly, fairly good, uh, which means that they will, for example, start to buy more summer houses. So it is, it is a very, very interesting development uh, at the housing market uh, and much better than we what we have feared uh, just a few months ago. That is very interesting. Great. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Jan, and hear your insights. For those listening, you can find the full economic outlook and more of Jan's research at emarkets.nordea.com.